And it is the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. And part of that morning routine means that we are giving the flowers. Yes, we are giving so many flowers. We have given so many flowers this month. And to be honest, we're just getting started. We haven't even scratched the surface yet. And we're already at the 21st of August. Can you believe that? Time flies. But that doesn't mean we stop celebrating black business. Just because August is Black Business Month does not mean that we stop it going into September and the rest of the year and all year round. All right. Because it's what we do right here on 102.6 The Situation. And in us giving our flowers, all of this, this whole month has so far has been presented by Situations Media Entertainment, the phenomenal brand that produces this particular radio station each and every day. All right. Giving you the best. All right. So with that, I'm going to shorten up this uh, intro because she really needs no introduction. She has done mental health and mindset Monday summer series recently. We were here a couple of months ago talking about Prince by Shelley, which we're about to do again because this we have to talk again because she has such a phenomenal brand. But she's phenomenal herself because she's affectionately known as Shelly Belly, especially here on the morning machine. She's known as Shelly Belly and she earned her bachelor's in human development and family studies from Penn State University, Nittany Lions. That's what we're talking about. Master's in community counseling from Argosy University and her school counseling certification from Villanova University. Representing Wildcats. Good gracious. You, you, you're just all over. Okay. If that's what we're talking about, continuing education. Now, she is a former school counselor, licensed professional counselor, and an author as well. We're going to talk about her book in just a moment, but she enjoys partnering with students and families to support their emotional needs. But also, she turned her passion for journaling, an effective coping strategy she started in first grade, into a business called Prince by Shelley LLC. And we are here to give flowers, celebrate Shelly Belly this morning, and talk to her about Prince by Shelly. Once again, for the third time, she's going for a record on the morning machine. <laughs> the Shelly Belly, Rochelle Hayes. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for another great intro. I appreciate it. I told you I say it differently every time. You, every you know time. I do. Every time. That's, I know you do, and I appreciate it. It makes me sound so accomplished, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you are accomplished. You. you you accomplished so many great things along your journey. But for those who didn't catch us the first time, let's take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's right. go back to the beginning of the journey because Prince by Shelley was cultivated by a passion for journaling which was a coping yeah. strategy that you started in first grade. So let's start yeah. there. How did that journey come along to where we are now? Well, many people probably remember SSR, silent, sustained reading. So mm. you used to have to sit quietly 
and start our morning oh, by every reading. Day. And then by, <laughs> you remember, right? Yes. So my first grade teacher also gave us composition books, which we all had, you know, um, in the classroom. And she said you could either read or write. And I had a preference for writing. So I would just use it to your journal and I would write everything that I was experiencing that day, maybe the day before. I can remember certain moments because I still have every single journal since first grade all the way up. And um, it became the healthiest coping mechanism for me. My parents would reinforce it by purchasing journals. When I turned 40, like I had a cousin who purchased a journal without even knowing that that's something that connected to my passion. So I've had them for years. And every um, friend that was very close to me would say, I want to read in your journal. Did you write about me in, my, in your journal? And one friend said, I think you should turn this into a book. And it's always stuck with me. So for 35 years of the making, pretty much, I've been doing the work. But it wasn't until a friend said, you could turn this into a book. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of private. I, I'm not sure that that's the best thing for me. And then during COVID, all of a sudden you have all this time on your hands and you're starting to learn right. new things and try new things. And um, I had a lot of self-care and a lot of time to reflect. So I just figured out how to um, do digital printing and uh, started posting things on Etsy. And then here we are three books later <laughs> and trying to help to serve the community and help kids learn how to um, express themselves through writing and um, taking the time to utilize a coping skill that I think is very healthy for kids, especially for self-reflection. So that's like the Cliff Notes version <laughs> of how this came about. And you, yeah. it, the interesting thing is that when the pandemic happened, you found yourself in a position of starting over at the age of 40. Like a lot of people are set in their ways by 40, what made you reestablish a new life that is serving a purpose now? Well, you know, everybody had to learn life differently, and mm -hmm. I was no different. Um, I actually was a school counselor who enjoyed going in and meeting with my students, and then that was disrupted because we were told to not go to work. And I at first thought, for two weeks, I'll be home. I need a break. This is great. And then it became a year and a half. So during that period of time, I started to learn my job differently, but also realized I could probably shake some things up and expand my reach because you're sometimes limited. Not sometimes. You are limited when you're a school counselor to what you can do within the boundaries of the job. And I wanted to stretch myself because I'm passionate about helping other people. So um, they call it redreaming. Some of my mentors would call it redreaming or reimagining your life differently. And I always thought I would retire as a school counselor. This is a great job. You have, um, you know, weekends off to be restored and right. summers off to reflect. And you get to meet so many students and families. This is so great. And while I still think it's so great, I, I was doing three jobs at one time and it became overwhelming to try to do all of them. So I said, well, I really prayed about it. Lord, what could I do? To stretch myself to still support families to still support educators and how can I make it happen um, soon so I mean whenever you ask these questions of the Lord he'll bring people to you and um, opportunities will just come and then you'll start learning and growing and then the passion really just fueled my energy it didn't feel like work it felt 
that I was doing something fun and I was igniting something that I hadn't felt in a long time, probably hadn't felt it since I was grinding trying to become a school counselor. Mm-hmm. So my re-dreaming really became my re-reality. So that's where I find myself now working on this new reality. And it's stretched in so many different ways. So that's the exciting part. Even in a new reality, there's a mission. As I look at PrinceByShelley.com, uh, mission. Let's read this mission statement. Our mission is to empower children, educators, families, and community members with social, emotional learning skills that promote positive relationships, emotional regulation, and resilience. Talk about the work that you put in towards that mission via Prince by Shelley. Yeah, so I, um, I'm a therapist licensed. So I practice therapy with clients and I see, I was seeing them, you know, one day a week now I can expand myself. So mental health counseling is very important. And I also know working with kids, we have to really help them to understand what it is to give of yourself to a stranger, because that's really what's happening to me in a healthy way. Um, And my dynamic with my clients. So I try to make it fun and engaging but also helping them process their emotions. So that is one component. I do professional development, which is huge um, because I think a lot of educators don't know how to handle the emotional wellness of kids in the classroom. So a big thing that I love to do is professional development. I make it fun. Like I'm competitive, so I'm always going to have games as a part of my professional development, Mm -hmm. and people permit me to do that. I have music and um, a fun and exciting way to share a little bit about my experience but help you to – help students when they're processing feelings and you feel ill-equipped. I want to make sure that you're ready for that. And then parent engagement is something that's really important. Um, I want to make sure families know that we're in a partnership together. So Mm -hmm. I'll be hosting events to help um, parents understand the needs of their kids at this point in their development. Um, I'm always going to include something fun and interactive. So I partnered with other people to come up with ways that we can give back to the community. So I really, my mission is, I would say threefold, but I'm also still learning because I'm fairly new and this is new and exciting. So I'm open to learning where I can move my business in such a short period of time. I'm learning a whole lot and I'm grateful for everybody who is helping me. Um, but I'm, you know, my mission might expand a year from now. Who knows? It's not <laughs> a might. Going. It will. It's, it, there's, it there's, will. there's you're a right. will. It's, right. it's not a might because you're the work right. that you're putting in right now is, absolutely phenomenal and where that work comes into play i'm looking at affirmations encouragement cards i'm looking at professional development training um and you even you're even able to shop etsy to you know for items to use at home you know to help to help YouTube channel. You, I mean, you're doing it all. There's so many well-rounded things, but I want to talk about these affirmations, encouragement cards. What came about with that? Because there are so many people out there that don't really give themselves affirmations before their day starts. So you develop affirmations, encouragement cards. Speak about those. Well, I um, on my mirror, I have a number of post-its on my mirror that I look at, and it's really just trying to uplift me, you know, to get started in the day. Sometimes I even miss them, and most of the mm-hmm. times when I need them, I can see them right there. And I know that there's other people who could benefit from that, so I wanted to make sure that I was 
doing something to remind people everybody needs a little lifting up from here um, to there. I mean, every day I, I could help to impart wisdom to someone that that would be a blessing to me. I don't mm -hmm. even know if it's happening. If you purchase something, maybe you're utilizing it. Um, but I wanted to make sure that the things that I'm doing in my life that I find helpful is something that could be beneficial to someone else. And then I had um, critical thinking skills for children because I recognize in my work with kids, a lot of them don't think through certain steps of a crisis um, before they happen. And that's a big worry for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think we need to try to make sure that we're teaching kids various strategies in case of emergency, so that way when stressful situations happen, they kind of know how to process it in a way that would be effective for them. So I started creating some cards. It's, it's the simple things. It could be anything from, okay, if you had $1,000, how would you spend it, to if you lost your cell phone and you didn't know how to get in contact with anyone, what would you do? Because I think back in the day, we used to just say, oh, well, we'll have a quarter in our pocket and we'll call somebody on, you know, the house phone and they'll come and they'll meet me at this place. But nowadays, so many people rely on cell phones, they don't really know phone numbers. So what do you do? How do you teach your children how to manage stress before stress happens? Stress is a natural thing that happens with everybody, but also people's reaction to stress can, can be different. So you want to equip children with managing things before they come even though I know it's hard to figure out everything, but just right. equipping them with some skills so they know how to manage it. Absolutely. That's important to me. Yeah, definitely important, and it's important for us, too. And um, I noticed, uh, if I look on uh, princebyshelly.com, and you know why I'm saying it, so you can go ahead and look along with me. <laughs> uh, so you visit the site. Um, it's not just about the children. It's also about the educators and the adults. Now, speak on the um, the professional development training because hey, that picture speaks a thousand words. We got we got grown people sitting in those elementary school chairs and going back to their childhood for a moment. I'm sure you quite you get that reaction. But uh, talk about the professional development training. So I've been partnering with um, a few schools, and one of them in particular has an early learning program, and they really were looking for professional development to help their teachers know how to support their students best. So I came up with my Social Emotional Academy. So my goal is to make sure I know the needs of the school first. So that's why I do a consultation to make sure administrators are able to be heard and I can mm -hmm. say what is it that is needed here and how can I support best and then I have anywhere from five um, all the way up to year-long programs to go back to schools to help them reinforce the importance of social-emotional learning so that's like the self-awareness the relationship building making sure that they're equipped with social awareness managing emotions and then really just topics that are relevant in the mental health space, because I think sometimes we forget about that. We think it's yeah. just people who pay for counseling instead of recognizing that we need to manage the emotions wherever we find them. Mm -hmm. And the best part about educators is they're touching the lives of every single student and readying them for the world. So I wanted to make sure that there are some skills that they feel equipped with. Because, you know, as a school counselor, I used to have people who would say, hey, if you're crying, go to, you know, your counselor's office. Right, um, yeah. You want to go to your counselor. 
And sometimes I can feel very dismissive. Yes. And I think we're missing the marks and, and teachers feel like at times, I shouldn't say every teacher, but sometimes it's like, well, that's, that's the space for your counselor instead of teaching them some skills that they can right. impart with their student before they come to my office. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I'm touching the lives of educators so they can feel empowered to know, okay, this isn't just the responsibility of the counselor. Many hands make the load light, so we can all do this mm-hmm. together. So that's really the big part about my professional development. Awesome, awesome. And there's some more services to talk about because – uh, when I when you go to the services page and you scroll to the bottom, it clearly says "Let's work together," and then it it basically goes down four things: child and adolescent therapy, family engagement workshops, which is huge, guided mm-hmm. classroom lessons, social emotional learning consulting. The thing that stands out to me, especially for our community, we we don't engage a lot like we should there's some families that do but you can't just wait until the family reunion family engagement workshops speak on those and how important are they to our community especially it's it's critical because i think we do a great job of um making sure that we send our kids to school every day but oftentimes we're missing the mark when it comes to knowing what their day-to-day looks like or We might help them with homework, but are we helping them navigate the emotions that they might be dealing with, Mm -hmm. with their friendships or um, with the adults that they come into contact with throughout the day? And, of course, with technology, sometimes we're more and more distant from our kids because they might be in their rooms and looking on YouTube or they might be on their phones. So my goal with family engagement is making sure that the skills that I'm teaching the children are also readily available to parents because there's so many things that we are missing. Um, There's so many conversations that we're missing. I know last time we talked about sitting at the dining room table. You really have to be intentional if you're able to do that. Not every family is because, you know, we have children who are involved in sports or parents who work multiple jobs and are not available. So I'm empathetic and I understand that. Can I piggyback um, on that also? Can I piggyback on that also? There's the, the dining room table. Because I know that the dining room table was synonymous with my family. And once the matriarch or patriarch of the family transitions, a lot of times most families after that goes away or or they, they transition on, they do their own thing. And that takes away the aspect of the dinner table. Wouldn't you agree? Mm, absolutely absolutely and also like traditions sometimes traditions go away yeah you know a common tradition that people have in my family my dad worked for the post office he still does and he had evening shifts so um my mom would be running us from one activity to another i have two siblings so it was very hard for us to make time but we did it on holidays um or whenever you know my dad was home from work but it, it's hard. So when I say you have to be intentional, making the space to be together is very important. But also knowing what you're you know, talking about when you're there, it, right. it's not just, okay, how'd you do in school? It's teaching people how to ask open-ended questions so you can get more out of your children because they're going to say fine when they say, how are you? I'm fine. That's a natural thing until you start teaching kids open-ended 
um, questions to engage mm-hmm. in more conversations. So the work that I'm trying to do is making sure that families feel supported and not judged because I, I think raising children is the hardest thing ever. So I want to be a part of your journey and um, giving you some teachable moments for everyday life. So that way you feel equipped to raise, you know, good people in this world. That's my ultimate goal. So as we head into Mental Health and Mindset Monday in a few minutes, which you have done our summer series, thank you so much for doing that and providing us some wisdom and some rich knowledge that we need to move forward. But Prince by Shelley, and I noticed you said trying the work that you're trying to do, the work that you are doing. Let me make sure to, you know, respectfully correct you on that because you are doing the work. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be on this morning show or you wouldn't be uh, be here with an entire website on how we can really make our family stronger if you were not doing the work, if you were just trying you are doing the work. So I want to make sure that each day you continue to say you are doing the work. There's, there's not right. a trying anymore. You're already doing it. It's already normalized for you. So, and But in normalization, as we head into mental health and mindset Monday, uh, with, which is coming up at the top of the hour, uh, what advice would you give to families out there that want to get the family back together and really get that engagement back that they used to have when big mama or pop pop was around and, but they just don't know where to start. Where is the best place to start? My family, when I was younger, had family meetings. We had it before the start of school. If somebody was coming into town and we needed to know how we were supposed to behave, you know, that was part of what my parents wanted to do. But start with a family meeting. I love back-to-school meetings uh, with families, but make it a part of your family life. So that means carving out maybe 30 minutes just to start, maybe 15 minutes, whatever you have, mm-hmm. and making sure that everybody's on the same page. I think that's that's major. And within the family meeting, it can be anything for For my family, the back-to-school meeting meant what are the expectations for bedtime? What is the expectation for activities? And um, what about, you know, what time we have to be in the house? You know, when the streetlights come on, that's usually when parents say you have to come in. But sometimes it's earlier because I need to make sure that you're getting your homework done or how are we handling our friendships? Um, Some of those conversations would be great for a family meeting. And then, of course, grades are usually a big part of it. But um, I want to also emphasize some expectations for the family. And then, I mean, family uh, dynamics are, are huge, and they, they range from every single family. But I was just writing um, a post for social media about family affirmations, but something that you can hold on to when you leave the house. You know, mm-hmm. this is what my family stands for. Or this is something that we believe in as a family. It's like we're loved making sure people know and experience love and hear it is, is critical and it's important. So affirming your um, family members that we love each other, we might have differences, but we appreciate and respect each other. We'll make time for self-care. We're open to affirmation. We're open to new experiences. There's so many different things that um, families can be united and come together and do. 
but hearing from each other is, is critical. So I, I applaud my parents for starting that years ago, and I think it's still valuable even today. Absolutely. One final question before we uh, close out here. Um, we spoke about open-ended questions for those families that don't know where to start but want to get to that table and have the conversation. What are some examples of some open-ended questions that we can ask to get more detailed answers from kids or even adults? Sure. So tell me questions are huge. So if you say, um, tell me who you sat at lunch with today, or um, tell me about the meeting that you had at work. Like tell me means that you are asking for details and you're looking for more than just closed ended questions, which are yes or no questions. So tell me, show me, those are big ways that you can um, start to ask open-ended questions or show me what you worked on in your English class with Ms. Johnson. I mean, those are the, the starting talking points, and then that can usually lead into more detail. So a child might say, oh, well, I ate my chicken fingers and I sat next to Tommy. So then after you know about Tommy, then you say, oh, I've never heard about Tommy. How do you guys know each other? And that can lead into, you know, more questions. When you have closed-ended questions, it's like, well, why did you do that? And I don't know. <laughs> you know, that doesn't always lead to more things because why has a tendency to evoke a negative response from mm -hmm. people? And um, you kind of feel uncertain of how to respond or you feel like you might be in trouble or, you know, you're not sure how to respond to that question. So show and tell is what I say. Show and tell. Those are great ways to get more open-ended questions out of people. Awesome. Awesome. And, of course, we continue to give you your flowers uh, Rochelle, it's just amazing the advice that you give. And we want people to check you out, find you, follow you, and connect with you. How do they do that? Well, uh, obviously, you're on my website, which I love. So hopefully, more <laughs> people can find you there. You can check out all the different things that I offer. So I appreciate you highlighting that. I'm very active on social media. My um, handle on social media is at Dear Shelly Belly, which is the name for the third book that I put out, which actually is my middle school journal that I turned into a guided journal for families and children. I also have a curriculum with it. So if you go on my website, you can get a free, um, free access to the curriculum that you can utilize in your classroom. If you're an educator, parents can do it, clinicians can do it as well. But also you can check out any of my books on Amazon. So make sure you just reach out to me, DM me, send me an email, info at princebyshelly.com and i'd love to have a conversation to help with your family absolutely rochelle thank you so much for being on the morning machine once again you're going for a record you look like you'll be back soon right <laughs> i hope so i need to get to atlanta too so i can be in person facts absolutely and we'll <laughs> welcome you with open arms as we always do thank you so much for being on really appreciate thank you, you for having me.